Hey folks, I'm Colin Gray and this is Podcraft. Hey folks and welcome to another episode of Series 3 of Podcraft. This is the series on creating a great home for your podcast on the web, creating a great website out of WordPress and what we can do to make it work. So today we're on to mailing lists. Now I'm going to caveat this at the start and say that I'm not going to go in too much depth into the reasons why you need a mailing list. I'm just going to say right now, if you're not including a mailing list capture on your website, then you're missing out a ton of value from your readers, your listeners, and you're not giving them as much as you could be as well, because you're not offering them as much value as you could if you not only have their ears via your podcast, but you also have their eyes through uh, being able to send them emails, being able to send them extra content, being able to enhance your podcast. So I'll talk a little bit about how you can use a mailing list just to talk you into it in a little bit, but I'm definitely going to do an episode in future. Uh, In fact, a full series on promotion for your podcast, and that'll include certainly mailing lists as a massive aspect. So first off, though, the reasons why a mailing list can be a huge value to you and to your listeners. So the first thing really is that through a mailing list, you want to be offering a ton of value. So you want to be not only sending out tons of great content on your podcast, you're going to be delivering great content audibly every single week, but you want to be sending out stuff by text as well. And I would say that some people who are on a podcast and have a mailing list, they do send out kind of repeat content. So they'll uh, they'll release an episode and then they'll actually send out your mailing list saying, oh, I've just released a new episode, this is what it's about, go and have a listen. Now, if people subscribe already to your podcast, it's unlikely that they need you to tell them that a new episode has come out. They'll get that through their RSS feed anyway. That's one of the huge benefits of podcasting. So I wouldn't say that that is the way to use a mailing list. I think the real value in a mailing list for a podcast comes in things like follow-ups to episodes. So when you release an episode, say a day or two later, or even on the day, you could argue, you want to send something supplementary to it. So you don't want to tell them, I've just released an episode. You want to say, I hope you enjoyed the episode I released a couple of days ago. Here are a couple of things that will really help you take action on the stuff that was in that. So here's some extra resources. Here are a few things that might help you with this or that that was in the episode. You know, this question I asked, this action that I wanted you to take. Here's a couple of tools that will help you do that. You might even put in a couple of brief show notes around sort of the resources that were included. So quite often when people listen to a podcast, they'll be out and about. They'll be driving, they'll be walking, they'll be in the gym, whatever. And often people don't tend to be able to take notes at the time, or it might be that they think, oh, I'd love to do that. But by the time they get back to their desk or get back to whatever they do their work, they're not in a position to remember it or have it noted down. So that means that a well-timed email a couple of days later with uh, something like, hey, these are the links that you need for that podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it. This is what you need to be able to go and actually achieve what we were talking about. So I think that supplementary uh, information is one of the biggest ways you can use a mailing list. And that's uh, obviously a way to offer value to your listeners. So that's around growing your audience. That's around making people even bigger fans of your content than they would be otherwise. And it's also about getting them to actually achieve stuff. So if they listen to your content and they actually follow up on it and achieve success because of what you're talking about, they're much more likely to evangelize your stuff, to promote you around, to because of their success, they go, oh, I, I achieved this because of what that person was talking about. You should listen to it as well. 
well. So that's a really good growth tactic. Something that benefits you though is that a mailing list is really handy as a source of idea for future content. So you can send out questions to your audience. You can find these audience members who have made the effort to sign up to your mailing list. They're obviously quite engaged. They're obviously quite into your topic. Send them a survey. Send them a question. Say, what is it you're struggling with just now? What could I help you with? What would you really appreciate some help with right now in your podcast? Well, (laughs) for me, it's in your podcasting. For you, it'll be in whatever your subject is. Now, this is not only ideas for future podcasts, for future articles for your blog. It's also ideas for products. So if you're running a business, if you're running a consultancy, whatever it is you're doing, um, you might want to create some products. You might want to create stuff that will appeal to your audience that you can then sell to them. And the best way to create a product that will really sell, that will really appeal to your audience is to ask them what they want. So ask them what problems they're having and then create a product to fix that. It's really one of the most underutilized uh, uses for a mailing list, that that just speaking directly to your listeners and really finding out what they want. So beyond that, if you want to just um, start to extract a little bit of value, start to monetize your list a little bit, monetize your podcast a little bit, you can start to promote other people's stuff as well. So you can talk about products on your podcast. You can talk about things like, uh, well, the most simple example actually in this case is MailChimp and Aweber. I'm going to talk about MailChimp and Aweber as mailing list uh, tools. And both of them run affiliate programs. So you could promote that like I'm going to do at the end of this podcast. I'm going to say you can sign up for MailChimp and Aweber. Uh, You can use my affiliate link or you can just find them otherwise if you want to bypass it, obviously. Um, But if you want to promote that, then you can just put that on your podcast. And obviously I can mention it in the podcast. That's a good thing. But then in my follow-up material, I could send out the links directly to MailChimp and Aweber in my mailing list. And therefore, it's much more likely that the people will use my affiliate link um, to do that essentially because it's right there in their inbox at that time. There's bound to be plenty of affiliate uh, stuff around your area. So whatever niche you're in, bound to be some products out there that you could sell. If you can't find any that are directly affiliate related, um, then just get in contact with people. Find some people that are selling products that are related to what you talk about and ask them if you can do a deal. Do a joint venture with them. Um, set up a commission product. Uh, a commission um, scheme and be able to promote that for them. You can do that much more effectively with a combination of a podcast and a mailing list uh, than you can with just a podcast or even just a podcast and a website. So that's the main uses I think there are for mailing lists. There's hundreds more, obviously, but we're only in a short episode. I just want to uh, talk to you about the benefits a little bit, convince you that it's a good idea. uh, And obviously we can talk about that sometime in the future in a little bit more detail. The way we can go about this, the method for setting up your mailing list, essentially you want to sign up for, as I mentioned just a little while ago, uh, a mailing list tool. And the two that I like the best um, are MailChimp and Aweber. Now MailChimp is the one I use, so that's my favourite one. Um, But I know that Aweber is a really good tool as well. Tons of marketers out there use it, tons of podcasters. So by all means, make your choice between MailChimp and Aweber. Um, I tend to find that the main arguments for one or the other are that uh, MailChimp is a really quick and easy, simple one to get into. It also has a free entry cost, so you can sign up for a free MailChimp account. Um, Once you get up to a decent mailing list size, you have to start paying a little bit, whereas Aweber you'll be paying from the very start. But Aweber possibly has slightly more powerful tools, but it's a little bit harder possibly to use. So that might be the kind of reasoning between uh, which one you choose. So the principle is that you sign up 
And if you don't mind doing so, I would love it if you could go through uh, my affiliate links. Obviously, I'd get a small commission for this. Um, Just as a thank you, I suppose, for the content, if you find it useful. By all means, you don't have to do that at all. So bypass it and just search them out on Google if you want. But if you don't mind going through mine, uh, just go to podcraft.net forward slash MailChimp or podcraft.net forward slash AWeber. And that'll take you straight to the sign up pages and you can sign up from there. So that's the first step. You sign up with either MailChimp or AWeber. You then just create your first list. So you create a list on MailChimp or AWeber. Uh, you can have quite a lot of lists in there if you want, but you'll start off with just one core list, just the uh, your main list for your website. And essentially then you just go to WordPress and you search for, in the plugins directory, the similar name again. So just for MailChimp or AWeber. Go into the plugins directory, type in MailChimp, AWeber, and the first one that comes up will be the official one. Now you can check that you're using the official plugin there uh, by the little um, byline. So it'll describe it, it'll say MailChimp plugin or AWeber plugin, it'll give a wee description and it'll have a by at the bottom. So that tells you who it's authored by. Uh, And generally in there it'll say either by MailChimp or by AWeber, then you know you're using the official tool. You can then put that into a widget in the sidebar and that is the most basic form of this. You're just putting a sign up form in the sidebar um, and that lets people type in their name and their email address. As soon as they click the sign up button after they've typed in both, then that adds them to your mailing list. And that's it. That's basically the whole process. Now, there are better ways to do this. So I think there's much better ways to do this. And I'm going to talk a little bit about this tomorrow and future in the uh, in this series. So um, you could start off with that. Start off by signing up and getting one sign up form into your sidebar. You can also pull out uh, some HTML from both MailChimp and Aweber so you can embed a sign up form on certain pages. Uh, the classic of that is the About Us page. So a lot of people underuse their About Us page. If you go to your About Us page, go halfway down, Take the HTML from MailChimp or Aweber, the sign-up form that they offer you, and paste it in. Paste it into your About Us page halfway down. See if that starts getting you some sign-ups. It probably will. It's often one of the more successful pages on a website. So I hope that works for you. The last quick tip I'll just go through is to actually tie this in with what we talked about on the first uh, day of this week. So two episodes ago, we were talking about the call to action plugin. Now, what you can do is create a call to action that is to sign up for your list. So people click a button and they'll sign up for your newsletter. But what you can do is have them so that they click the button and it goes to uh, quite a plain page, which has nothing but a little encouragement to sign up and the sign up form itself or even uh, a lead magnet. So again, I've talked about this uh, earlier on in the series, but have a resource that people can download. So whatever your niche is, whatever your area is, create like a top 10 resources to help you do this or 10 ways that you can do that. That kind of resource that will encourage people to sign up for. You create your call to action in the sidebar or in a post. They click that, they go to the page, um, a landing page they call it, so it's nothing but the sign up form and a bit of content and have the sign up form HTML, the sign up form code there. Now this is called a two stage opt-in process. Two stage because people generally just have to click a button first to get to the sign up form. Uh, And that's quite an easy thing. So you're not asking them really to commit to anything at that point. All they're doing is clicking a button at this point. That's the first stage of the two-stage process. And the second stage is obviously putting in their email address. 
Now, the reason that this works um, a little bit better, and this is something that um, Clay Collins from Lead Pages talks a lot about, they've kind of pioneered this two-stage process. The reason they think it works better is because it starts this kind of this ladder of compliance. It's uh, it's uh, a psychological effect that means that once you've clicked once, that sort of easy entry, that first click, it starts this little thing in your head where you're more likely to continue um, complying. That's probably not the right word for it, probably not the best word for it, but uh, it means you're more likely to actually take the next action as well. Once you do that first one, you're more likely to take the second action and that is to fill in your email address. Obviously, that is opposed to just offering the email address input straight away, which can be a little bit intimidating. So some people don't like giving away their email address. So that's why the two stage process, which eases people into that second stage of giving away their email address, seems to be quite effective. So, yeah, tying one of those plugins uh, or just the general default MailChimp or Aweber um, opt-in forms um, on a page to the call to action plugin, which we talked about a couple of days ago, that can be a really effective way to get people to opt in. But again, we're going to be talking about one more tool tomorrow, which I think really puts the icing on the cake of your opt-in process. Uh, And I'll really, I'll talk about that and why it works so well. So tune in again tomorrow for that and that'll really uh, increase your your click-through rates or your opt-in rates, I would say. So that just leaves us to go to the task for today. So your task for today, as you probably guess, sign up for either MailChimp or Aweber. Go to podcraft.net forward slash MailChimp or podcraft.net forward slash Aweber. Sign up for your account there. Create one list and then get the opt-in form for that list. Get the code for that opt-in form for that list and place it on your about page. Also, install one of the plugins for MailChimp or Aweber, whichever one's relevant, and put that in your sidebar so you've got an opt-in form there too. Or, of course, take that secondary approach which you talked about, which was to create a landing page and then a call-to-action box that takes people to that landing page. And once you've done that, I'd love to see the results. So pop uh, pop a URL for your landing page or pop a URL for your website into the comments for this page, uh, sorry, for this episode, just go to podcraft.net forward slash 313 and I'll take you to the show notes for this episode. I'd love to see some examples of how you're using this. So pop over and do that. I'd love to see it. So thanks again for joining me on another episode of Series 3 of Podcraft. I hope you're finding the series useful and your website is building out well. Hope you're finding it's really improving things, whether you're starting from scratch right from episode one or whether this is just helping you to build out your website a bit more. But again, yeah, give me some feedback. I'd love to hear what you think. Podcraft.net forward slash 312. Drop some comments in. Okay, thanks very much and I'll talk to you tomorrow.